Good morning, St. Michael's. Please stand. <laughs> Lord, we're just so grateful to be in your presence today. We thank you for all the things you've done in our lives and all the things you're going to do, Lord. And we come here expectant to receive, to hear from your Holy Spirit today, Lord.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution or remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Let us pray together the collect. Let us pray. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, you know our necessities before we ask and our ignorance in asking. Have compassion on our weakness and mercifully give us those things for our worthiness we dare not and for our blindness we cannot ask. Through the worthiness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Children, He's here. the army of the Lord, <laughs> assemble. <laughs> Great. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bless and anoint these children this morning as they hear your word, that it would go into their hearts, strengthen them, Lord God, and prepare them, Lord, to be warriors in your kingdom. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by, inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, Do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then he said to him, they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 15, where we will read responsibly by the asterisk. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor. In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt does not change. He who 
who does not put out his money as usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. This morning's New Testament lesson comes from the letter of Paul to the Colossians, chapter 1, beginning in verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him whether on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. The word of the Lord. happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, 
Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. Heavenly Father, we look to you today to hear your words that you might bring us closer to you, transform us in our heart and in our soul. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, choir. Magnificent, as usual. Um, I, want to, uh, I want to talk today about the gospel, but we're going to wander around a bit as we go there, right? It's... Uh, uh, first of all, this is ordinary times. This season of life I like especially because the lessons are just like, here's how to live. But it's always funny to me as we talk about ordinary times is that we start ordinary times at the Feast of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit descends on us and we're filled with the Holy Spirit and all the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And that for us is ordinary. <laughs> so thanks be to god i like that <laughs> and the question the question is we look at this gospel here today is about you know what's god saying to us what is it what is it god's saying to us right here is a here's a magnificent story of uh sibling rivalry <laughs> right we want to get further than that there's a couple of these lessons i think that would be easiest it's pretty funny sibling rivalry or is it really particular to sisters um, you know, I don't really know the answer to that question because all I ever had was sisters and all I have now are daughters. So I can tell you it's familiar to me. <laughs> I think that there's an idea like military has some of this. I've been watching this um, uh, miniseries on TV and it's very macho and very military. And I, I read a review of it from somebody that I like to listen to on different subjects. Why he's talking about this show, I have no idea, but he was talking about it, and, and Debbie was with me listening to it, and laughed all the way through it because what he was describing 
was kind of what we were experiencing to a degree, right? And he was describing this as that it was so masculine that his wife started calling him brother. <laughs> and they had this scene in it where there was this uh, uh, two service members, right? A, a Navy SEAL and an Army, right? And they're, they're in this tense conflict. And uh, the SEAL looks at the Army, d- discerns that this person had prior service in the Army. It wasn't obvious, but he discerns this. He said, so he looks at her and says, are you army? And her response is, even seals need to have heroes. <laughs> Which I thought was, yeah, that sounds a lot like the way. And, of course, just reflexively I said, you know, that still service rivalry is all there because the other services are defensive for not having been Marines. <laughs> So one of the things I was thinking about sibling rivalries here is I think that with guys there would probably be more punching, um, which made me wonder about, you know, when James and John went to Jesus and said, we want to sit at your right hand and your left hand, was there punching that didn't make it into the uh, scripture? <laughs> uh, but there's this, there's this moment in here, and I tell you, it's not, it's not about sisters, and it's more than just about Martha and Mary and Jesus, and, and we'll get there. We'll get there in this conversation. Uh, and the reason I know that is because it is um, Martha prays. I mean, Jesus is sitting there. The town is Bethany. It's Mary and Martha, and their brother is Lazarus. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about when Lazarus was raised from the dead. So we know these people, and they're real people. This is not – last week we heard about uh, uh, the Good Samaritan, and that was a parable. This is not a parable. These are about real people, and we're having a window into their life. It's one of my great pleasures and things that I notice when I read Scripture is that uh, it's a lot different than if I read philosophy or even if I read history or studies or different things like that. It's a different kind of book because it's all conversation. It's all this conversation that's happening. People are praying to God. God is speaking to the people. People are talking with each other. Um, sometimes there's teaching, but it's like, it's like the, the book is mostly just all about conversation. And this is about a conversation. Um, but, you know, it's a conversation of Martha with Jesus. It's like a prayer. And this is what she prays. Don't you care? I'm the only one doing anything. Tell someone else to help me. <laughs> okay. Now, I know that's not uh, for us to... Uh, condemn Martha, because the problem with that is I, I prayed those prayers. I know I have. I suspect others have too. I'm the only one who's working. <laughs> you know, being involved at St. Michael's, you learn if you pay attention that you are not the only one working. You really aren't. And so uh, when, I, when I am inspired to pray that prayer, uh, I pause and I'm grateful because there are so many things that happen here that I can't do and don't do, but there are so many people. It's like people are working here all the time, and I'm grateful for that. I am grateful for that. So I I am training myself to not pray that prayer anyway. <laughs> don't you care? That's always kind of fascinating to me. Jesus, don't you care? Tell Mary to help me. It's not about other people. Jesus answers very plainly. Tell Mary to help me. 
No. <laughs> um, but it's not, it's not like um, Jesus isn't mad at Martha. Is it Martha, Martha. It's um, uh, strangers don't use the name twice, right? It's like, it's like because I know you. You're my friend. Martha's not just an innkeeper. I mean, Jesus stays there with his disciples because he likes these people. Lazarus was his friend. He was grieved when he died. Even though he knows he's going to raise him from the dead, he's still grieved. These are his friends. Martha, Martha. Mary has chosen the one thing that's necessary. She has chosen the one thing that's better, and it won't be taken from her. So now I want to I want to kind of dig into this, and we'll come we'll come back to this in, in more detail. Um, but I want to before we go on, like just to counter the idea that this may be a story that says uh, you should pray more. You should study your Bible more. And because we're contrasting Martha, who's working, with Mary, who is, it's important. Like I say, these are real people, but they're giving us an image. What they're doing matters. Where they're sitting, standing, working, saying all matters. More than just, you know, here's, a, here's a, an episode into the life of Jesus. This is something that's important to us. I mean, they included it in the Scripture. For some reason, Luke thought it was important enough to write down, and everybody who canonized it said, let's keep it in. It must matter. And it's more than just a window into that world. But Mary is sitting by Jesus and is paying attention to what he says. Um, Let me me verify that here. She had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet, and heard his word. She heard it. She was listening. Right? So there's an image there. But it's not this image of here's the contemplative, the monk living in his monastery. And here's you, busy. And you should pray more and read your Bible more. That's not it. That's not the important, in my opinion, I'll just say, my feeling is when I look at that, that's not the message there. I don't think it's the message there. Because there's no... There's no condemnation for Martha in this from Jesus. And something more, when you look at what else is included in the readings today, it's like the church says, you know what else would be nice to read when we hear about Mary and Martha? We should read Psalm 15. Psalm 15 is interesting. (laughs) Okay. Why is that? (laughs) Um, Psalm 15 asks a question. Right out of the bat. That's our psalm for today, Psalm 15. It's a great psalm. You should just read it all the time. You know, like when you're feeling guilty and not being monastic. <laughs> just read Psalm 15. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle and who may dwell in your holy hill? And I want to I point that out that there's, there's another. Psalm 24 starts out a different way. And it says, who can ascend to your holy hill? And who can stand in your tabernacle? It's like there's a difference between ascending into heaven and living there. And this psalm is not about ascending. It's about living there. How do you live there? Uh, 
And this is important, right? Okay, so and it goes on, and you can read it yourself and see that. It's about walking with integrity, doing righteousness, speaking truthfully. Speaking truthfully is important, not lies, not slander, not slurs, 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 you know, describing other people in the way you actually feel about them, (laughs) saying bad things about people. It does say right after that that you should despise the vile person. Well, you've got to be able to figure out who they are. Uh, Despise the vile person and honor those who fear the Lord. You have to, all of these things. All of these things you have to do in the world. You have to do this when you're working like Martha is working. This is not about your contemplation. So even as we see this image and we're saying, God, what are you trying to say to us? It's not you should live like a monk and spend all your days and nights praying and reading your Bible. Praying and reading your Bible is good. And if you, if you, you know, I, I encourage you to do that. <laughs> I don't need to tell you you should do that more, you know, because I think the devil walks around behind you saying you should read your Bible more, <laughs> among many other things, you know, so you feel guilty and bad. Uh, it's, it's just not going to work out. Sorry, not for me. <laughs> You're welcome to, to feel that way. But this is, this is about living your life in there and finding out how we can do that and what does this story tell us. Martha who is such an important person here. And I want to I re- reveal something there that struck me as a bit of a surprise. A couple of weeks ago when we were um, hearing the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, right? Because Lazarus has died. Jesus is hesitating to go there. He finally goes there. Lazarus has been dead four days. And Martha comes to him and Mary comes to him. And they both say when they see him, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. All right, so if you're thinking Martha bad, Mary good, they both had the same thing to say. And I got I to look at this because it's, it's John 11 that we hear this story. And um, verse 11, John 11 21, this is Martha talking to Jesus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, when Mary says that to him later, that's all she says. And then there's weeping, that short verse, Jesus wept. And Jesus and Lazarus, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. But that's not all that Martha says. Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. What is she saying? Even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Is she holding out some kind of strange hope that Jesus will raise Lazarus from the dead? I don't know that she's not. I think it means something what she says. In fact, Jesus has this conversation with her. Conversation, again, Reading the Bible, we're seeing windows into people's lives through conversation. Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. (laughs) You know, this is, I think this is like, this is Mary shrugging. Your brother will rise again. Martha says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus says, 
I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Right? That's famous, right? You've heard people say that one before. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And he says to Martha, do you believe this? And Martha says, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Martha said that. I've heard of somebody else saying that. I've heard of Peter saying that. When Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, who do people say I am? And they gave answers. And then he said again, I think to Peter, who do you say I am? And what did Peter say? i got to look this up. Is, is this believable? Is this possible? Matthew 16.16. 16. Matthew 16, 16. Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Huh. That's pretty impressive. Martha is saying the same thing that Peter is. And Jesus says in the next verse, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. That's Martha. That's the company she keeps. That's the faith that she has, but but she's not the hero in this story at all, right? <clears throat> That's why I don't feel so bad about identifying with Martha, having said the same prayer she did. Don't you care? <laughs> Elijah did that too. Here I am all by myself. I'm the only one who serves you. I think that's when God shrugs, rolls his eyes. No, there are 7,000. So just sit down and relax. You're not all that. Um, okay. <laughs> Mary is worried about many things. That's what it says. Mary is distracted by Martha. Sorry, yeah, Mary's not, is she? Martha is distracted by much preparation. We have this contrast. I didn't mention this, but in the Old Testament, Abraham, he's running all over the place because Jesus showed up at his door. But he's not complaining. Maybe he, it was because he had help. <laughs> Sarah, make these bread, cakes, a servant, go fix the lamb. I don't know. But he was, he was uh, very attentive. He gives a picture of both Martha and Mary. He was attentive to this visitation of the Lord, and he was working in the world like he always did. There's this vision there. So we go back to Martha. Martha is worried and upset by many things, and she is distracted by much preparation. That's why she prays what she prays. Now, there is a warning for us. I don't, I don't have my uh, phone on me right now, but I can tell you it is a distraction machine. <laughs> Not only by experience do I know this, but it's clear in the way it functions 
and a scholarship around it that is designed to capture your attention. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. It's to keep you distracted. It's to make your thinking go to pieces. That's one of the things that's happening here is that she's, she's, she's distracted from the one necessary thing. That's what Jesus said, the one necessary thing. And she's distracted by many things. And she has worries and she has anxiety and all these things are happening. I have this, I have this idea, right? Like in thinking about our relationship to God, our conversations with God, is that if I have a to-do list of things I want to do, read the Bible, pray, uh, go to work, do this job, you know, I've got things to do. I've got things to worry about in my job, church, at home, lots of things to worry about. And if I put one of those things on my list, I want to sit at the feet of Jesus and I want to listen to his every word, then I've kind of, I kind of don't understand. It's, it's like... Um, Another another thing is is that uh, uh, when the church through the scripture had really revolutionized the way humanity thought about the universe in itself, that God who created the universe wasn't in it as a creature, meant that we could do science. <laughs> you know, if God is in all of the trees, you feel a little bad about like building a fire, staying warm, cooking some meat. But it's like that's not God. We can analyze it. We can understand it. We can do it because it's not, it's not one of the things on the list of things in creation. Our relationship with God is not one of the things that we do today. I had a, I had a guy say to me something. It was really funny. Uh, he said, um, I never pray. But I talk to God all the time. <laughs> I'm like, Okay. Oxymoron, let me look that up and see if it means what I think it means. Yeah, those two things don't go together, but they do. I mean, it's like we know what is meant. There's praying, there's praying, there's talking to God. It's like, do I do, I do this formal prayer? Do I, I talk to God all the time. It's about how our life fully encompasses our relationship with God in everything, everywhere, all the time. Our conversation with God is always because he's always with us. And we're just trying to pay attention. <laughs> that's all. We're trying to pay attention. Maybe that's more important than anything between Mary and Martha is that she was paying attention. <laughs> it's, it's an image for us about how we orient ourselves in the world. And I want to point out something here, because like, if you're feeling like I should pray more, yes, yes, you should. You read your Bible more? Yeah, sure. I'm good with that. But what I want to point out here is where you are today. I mean, you're, you're here, right, on purpose, as we've gathered together to be the body of Christ, to be at Jesus' feet, and to hear his word. Right? We walk in the door, we confess our sins. How do you ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Well, with a pure heart, I just confess my sins. Thanks be to God. I can continue my ascent. I can hear God's word from there. Maybe from the preacher. <laughs> and I, You know, I say that on purpose, right? It's because I know my limitations. Uh, I try to ignore them, but, you know, I know that they're out there. Um, but it's okay. We've heard the word. 
And not only that, we're here together as a body of Christ. And they promised, God, Jesus promised to be here with us. His Holy Spirit is with us. And what I fail to say, God can speak to you. What is God saying to you? Hopefully I'm cooperating. <laughs> but I can't do everything because I can only go so far. There's, God, there's a gap there that has to be covered which we know it is because God so loved the world, he sent his only son who died on the cross for us that we can be forgiven of all of our sins. And not only that, he was raised to new life and so we have hope. We too are raised to new life through Christ Jesus. And we're here to be attentive. We're here to put aside all distractions and anxiety and worries to hear, to pay attention. And not only that, we're not done here. We are going to ascend the mountain. And we're going to receive from God his body and his blood to receive that into us that we may be transformed. What can't be done by you or me is done by God to bridge that gap in order to transform us into the people that he wants us to do, be to do the things we should do, to be the people we should be. (laughs) And if you wonder about that, you know, in order to what, right? This is how I know it's it's not a condemnation about us for our lifestyle and being out in the world. The last thing that you're going to hear as a part of our liturgy is get out of here. (laughs) No, it is let us go into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit or something. Let us go into the world. God has called us to go out into the world. Last week, we heard the parable of the Good Samaritan. Guess who that is today? That's you when you go out into the world. So that, that is what I think that God is trying to say to us is, is that having been transformed, let us go out into the world. Let's risk. Let's take a risk, risk of failure and embarrassment in order to be all that God has called us to be. In the world. Here endeth the lesson. Thanks be to God. <laughs> Please stand. What's next? Nicene Creed. Thank you, sir. I got it. Let us continue with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man. And was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven. And is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, 
who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Brothers and sisters, God has told us to be anxious for nothing, but rather to make our requests known to him in prayer. Therefore, let us bring our needs and the needs of the whole world before the Lord of all. That the church will glorify God in all she does. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. That elected officials will enact laws that are just for all their people, especially the poor, the powerless, and the unborn. Lord, in your mercy, that we will remember the lonely, the hopeless, the poor, and the forgotten, and that they will find their purpose and rest in the God that loves them. Lord, in your mercy, that we, like Abraham, will welcome strangers, for some have even entertained angels. Lord, in your mercy, that we, like Martha's sister Mary, will be more concerned with the things of God rather than the things of this world. Lord, in your mercy, that we, like the Apostle Paul, will live sacrificial lives, caring for one another in love. Lord, in your mercy, that those who mourn the loss of loved ones will be comforted by the promises of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, You have been faithful to your word since before time began. Hear our prayer and give us the grace to be faithful to the leading of your Holy Spirit. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbors with the peace of the Lord. Peace of the Lord. Peace of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Got a couple of things to share today. Uh, first of all, I want to remind you, uh, if you're short on distractions, <laughs> no, I want, to, I want to encourage you to check out Bishop Bates' webpage, and his, he, he's got uh, podcasts. So it's just bishopbatescec.org, and, and it's on YouTube as well, so like... I see his podcasts are about once every two weeks or about 20 to 25 minutes long. Bishop Bates just giving commentary. Uh, he, ha- he has a name for it, like uh, Old Man's Ramblings or something <laughs> like that. It's very, very fascinating. It's good to see it. I encourage you to um, look it up, subscribe to it, click the likes, all those things. <laughs> Share it on Facebook. You know, it's it's um, really what I want you to do is is uh, he takes the time every couple of weeks to share some of the things that are on his heart right now. Uh, for the last several couple of months now, I think he's been talking about Ephesians. Uh, fascinating, interesting. He's like he's taking a, a cruise to Ephesians, right? 
which, of course, makes me want to save up money to go on a real cruise. But in the meanwhile, <laughs> look it up, find it out, give it a listen. I encourage you to do that. Good. Other thing is tomorrow, Monday, like every Monday, between 3.30 and 5, we do the ministry, food ministry for the poor. You want to be there if you can be there. We have a lot of people traveling over the summer, so... Uh, uh, because I know we'll all be there, I know we won't be shorthanded. <laughs> Amen. But otherwise, a lot of the regulars won't be there. So now's your chance. Now's your chance to squeeze in and, and uh, get a space at the table to do some work. To be to be more than just Martha. Be like Abraham. <laughs> Amen. Eat him. Tomorrow Eat him. at three. Good. Thirty. Yeah, you can get there at three. Help us set up tables. Okay. It's fun. Uh, it's a good experience. I really enjoy Amen. it. Uh, Father House lets me leave work a little early so I can be there. So it, it is a very good experience. And we have the other other folks that come and help us. But it's nice to have the people of St. Michael's out there. We've had a great turnout these last few months. Yeah, it is. Stand over there. <laughs> is we, it will, sure. Hey, just a reminder for everybody, uh, we're having our mid-summer youth gathering. We're going to have a pool party at the Reeds Tuesday. Normally, meeting time is 7. We're going to bump it up to 6.30. So it's age 13 to 18. Please, uh, everyone in the youth category is very welcome. We're just going to build community and fellowship for midsummer. summer we go through more teaching in our series on identity. So everybody's welcome. Please come and share time with us. Fun. As we prepare to celebrate... Let me start over. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a priest. So I have that deacon, but I don't do it very often. So I even sat in the wrong place up there. James was like, why are you sitting over there? And I was I forgot where I was supposed to sit. Let's try again. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
We welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been here long, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come, because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that has made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you have called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. indeed the fountain of all holiness let your holy spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy that they may become for us the body and blood of our lord jesus christ before he was given up to death the death he freely accepted he took bread he gave you thanks he broke it he gave it to his disciples saying take eat this is my body which is given for you do this for the remembrance of me When supper was ended, he took the cup again. He gave you thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ Christ has died. Christ Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. 
May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Susan, Naomi, Sonia, Sandra, Karen, Tammy, Denisa, Daniel, Ron, Bob, Henry, the Madison and White family, the Marines and sailors of Camp Pendleton, and all those who serve in our armed services. You can add the names of the people you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ of the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Jesus died for you and feed on him in your hearts with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. Amen.
Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. 
St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. As you go out from this place, always remember the gospel. That God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling the world to himself and not counting your sins against you. God loves you. God has forgiven you. God is not mad at you. And God will never leave you or forsake you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and those you love and care for now and forever. Amen. serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.